Well, even though St. Valentine's Day has passed, our marriages and God's gift of love, which should be celebrated every day. And especially during the month of February, the church is dedicated to the Holy Family and recognizes National Marriage Week from the 7th to the 14th. Now, after almost 25 years of marriage and seven children, Emily Jaminette learned through the many good times and the difficult times that marriage is a blessing and a gift worth cherishing. Emily is the executive director of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network and is with me today to help focus on the gift of Christian marriage. Good morning, Emily. Thanks so much for joining the Morning Blend. Oh, I love the Morning Blend, and I think that this conversation is such an important one to spend a little bit of time focusing on the gift of Christian marriage. For many of our RCIA candidates, they might actually be studying it in a full-blown-out study, but for those of us living out the sacramental marriage or those wanting to learn more about the gift of Christian marriage, it's such an important thing to hit the pause button and to refocus the significance of Christian marriage. Boy, Emily, when you say hit the pause button, I sure would love it if we could hit the pause button on marriages across the country. We are not doing a good job of honoring our commitments and marriage really under attack right now. There's a large percentage of marriages, even Christian ones, ending in divorce. What What is the statistics telling us? Well, it's estimated that 40 to 50 percent um, of marriages end in divorce. It's even higher for those people that have been married multiple times. And sadly, Brenda, a number of our fellow Christians, those that we might have sat next to year in and year out in our pews, have also gone down that road of broken marriage through divorce. So I think that spending some time in the month of February, you know, maybe even after all the Valentines and hearts and, and hallmark of the season have passed, you know, for us to really spend some time in prayer and focus on, you know, what is sacramental Christian marriage? How can we support those next to us in our pew? Maybe it's our, our children, our grandchildren. Maybe it's even just taking a deep dive look at our own marriage, which for me, as you mentioned, as a mom of seven and married 25 years, I see that um, the most important lesson, the first one, we have to make our marriages a priority. Emily, I think some people might say, and you would probably recognize this more than than others, but you know, there are many priorities and, and children have needs and there's school and there's house and everything like that. How do you keep your marriage a priority when there's so many other things that also seem to be a priority too? Well, I think first recognizing the gift of Christian marriage. Our end goal is to help our spouse get to heaven, to live out their Catholic faith, to live out and deepen their relationship with Jesus Christ through the love of Christ. So with that in mind, making it a priority is so important. The importance of Christian marriage is is one that I think for Catholics, we are so blessed to have a sacrament, the sacrament of marriage, the gift of us being able to help ourselves get to heaven. And Right now, you know, Brenda, a lot of times we can go through the season of dividing and conquering. You know, you drive this kid to soccer, I'll drive this kid to baseball, you're off to work in the day, I'm off to work at night. And and that's okay possibly for a season or a moment, but making sure our hearts 
are united in oneness is really important. And it takes the investment of spending time together, of praying together, of setting our priorities together, even in line of marriage is, is really an important reminder, especially in the month of February. Emily, one of the things that many people talk about is recognizing that, well, for a large portion of us, we didn't have children the day that we got married. And so we need to always remember that that the two of us, and even when kids come or even if kids were already part of it, the two of you in marriage is always that priority and spending time together. That's so important. I think for me, when we were raising our kids, as much as I liked a spontaneous day out, you do need to plan this. And it seems a little awkward to say, okay, we're going to plan to be together. But planning those nights out not only gives you something to look forward to, but it also makes sure that it's in the calendar so nothing else gets in the way. How important is it? Do you find that even with all of your children, you make time to have that all coveted date night? Well, the first thing I'd recommend is having a planning session with your spouse. If you have children or you don't, you know, looking at your week and saying, what's coming up this week? It might be, you know, the excitement and the joy of something like a family party, which is so great, or a work trip or, you know, the start of a new sports season. But looking at those big things and then plugging in your dates, your time of reconnecting. My husband and I, uh, we have a daughter who's a, a wonderful swimmer and does a lot of swimming at a competitive team. And we found a restaurant that was halfway between his work and where I was dropping off her swim team. And we spent that just one hour while she was swimming in the pool. And it made all the difference for us to be able to figure out how we can connect even in the busyness of our schedule. So maybe, you know, these other couples too can look at it, but it does take planning. It takes prayer and it takes making the marriage a priority is something in which you're not being selfish. You're actually setting things in the right order. Emily Jaminette is joining me today. Of course, you're familiar with Emily right here on The Morning Blend. You hear her mother's minute. She's joining me today to talk about the gift well, that God gives us through a marriage. Well, Emily, many people know of the venerable father, Patrick Payton, his famous slogan, the family that prays together stays together. Well, the same can be said for that couple. And you think a quick prayer every single day together is one of those keys. Tell us more. It's really important to have that spiritual reset of evaluating, you know, where, how are we praying together? What does that look like in our marriage? First, the greatest prayer that you do together is by going to Mass together. You know, I know that there's many challenges sometimes on morning with the ages of our children, but saying, you know, this is a priority that we attend Mass together, that we participate in a great Eucharistic meal, the source and summit of our faith. So that's the first. The second thing that we do in my family is we pray together when things sometimes are a little bit stressful. Maybe there's a conversation you're talking about the finances or a child that's just uncertain if they're you know, in the right school or they're doing the right activity, or you just need some clarity, bring those intentions to the Lord. The, the Lord, you know, when we look at Revelation, He doesn't want to be just knocking on the door of hearts and homes. He wants to be a part of that conversation. So a good friend of mine 
body, a whole five, five minutes of prayer, pausing, asking the Lord to be present, bringing those petitions to the Lord is a great way to kind of take that stress off and get God's best. And at the same time, also uh, the importance of gratitude. Gratitude resets our heart. It allows us to see God at work and sharing what we're grateful for, especially with our spouse, can change possibly a negative or difficult conversation or even moment into one of great rejoicing and, and sharing what the Lord's doing in your very own life. Oh, I think all of us have had those days where you know may, maybe work didn't go the way we had hoped it would, or just all of the plans that you had for the day got sidetracked, well, because something else snuck in there. To know and come home to a spouse who said, I know that this was a difficult day, and we are so grateful that, well, you push through that, so that way you provide for the family. I love that idea of being grateful for each other and all that we do and sacrifice of love uh, to support each other. Emily, I've really loved our conversation. There's more that we can do to honor our marriages, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. I am continuing now my conversation with Emily Jaminette. Of course, you hear Emily's voice right here at Mater Day Radio in her mother's minutes, but she's also joining the Morning Blend today to talk about the beautiful gift our marriages are as we just come off of National Marriage Week and also honor, well, our holy family throughout the month of February. Emily, thank you so much for staying with me. Absolutely. You know, Brenda, I think when we talk about Christian marriage, I think about the word my mom often would tell me as a young child. She said, life is an attitude. You know, choose the right attitude. And a lot of times, if we fill ourselves with secular media, television shows, we can see the society's a little bit spoiled, a bad attitude when it comes to marriage, especially sacramental Christian marriage. So choosing the right attitude, how we talk about our spouse, how we talk about our family, and surrounding ourselves with friends also provide that fresh air, the prayers, the support, the encouragement, even when we're in difficult times. Because who we talk about our marriages with is really an important person that we're entrusting sometimes very, very important key steps in our life. So making sure that we turn to our, our fellow Christian sisters and even brothers in, in, in the faith to talk about how we can maybe take steps forward to improving our relationships with our spouse. Oh, I absolutely love that. Of course, Emily, our words matter too. And we want to say, well, uh, even though through difficult times, we need to say and recognize what a blessing our marriages are. So in our first half hour, we talked about some of those important things for our marriages, making marriages a priority and also recognizing to pray as a couple. And we know that first step in praying as a couple making sure that we attend Sunday Mass, that source in the summit of our faith. So moving on now, well, there are some other ways that we can do that. And boy, we have a whole book dedicated, well, to helping us along the way. You say it's important to pray with Scripture. Tell us a little bit more, too. Well, I think that the Holy Scripture is just such a powerful way to have meaningful conversations with your spouse to come to understand how Jesus loves us. He's given us this beautiful church. He's given us words of encouragement, hope, and healing. 
And he's even told us what love is like. You know, as for many of us, we might have even had the First Corinthians, you know, love is patient, love is kind, scripture and our, our mass when we were married. But, you know, we need to bring that to life. A lot of times when we meditate on scripture, it's the words that can heal us, can help us when times are difficult, where we turn to it. I have to share one of the most meaningful moments for me was when my husband and I went on pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and we were sitting there, you know, in the church in Cana, reciting our wedding vows, remembering the gift of our Christian marriage, the gift of our yes many years before, and renewing that love for each other. So, you know, a lot of times when we look to the scriptures, it can bring to light the importance of the sacraments, such as the sacrament of marriage. Emily, I think that's perfect, too, to go to Scripture, because Christ often talked about love, and there's actually several references of the different types of love. When we say love, I mean, that's the word that we have, but boy, Scripture offers us philios, and of course, eros, and that beautiful agape love, and just really dive deep into Scripture and understanding what Christ talks about when He's talking about agape of that kind of self-giving love that Christ did for us. Oh, Emily, this next topic for ways to just really recognize and value our relationships. I absolutely love this. Young couples, they need our support. And, you know, we sit in the pew now, especially now that my children are grown and I see young couples there and there's, you know, one's going in and out to the back as there's one's trying to get settled. And of course, there's a dirty diaper and another one ends up having to leave. They need our support more than ever. Our family, young families need our support. Tell our listeners more about how we can support young families in their faith journey. Well, one of the things that I've learned is just... Uh my pastor, asking him, you know, how are the ways that I can support you right here in my own parish? But making sure that we stay always plugged into our own faith community. And one, through that conversation, I got involved in RCIA, and I've seen a number of couples going through the engagement process and, and doing ministry with my husband in their formation, helping them, has been so rewarding. It's really one of the highlights for me of, of just sharing our story our imperfect story of love, and yet the great gifts and fruits and grace that have come from our marriage after 25 years. And then what I've also seen, too, is that making yourself vulnerable to that friendship with a younger couple. I have a number of women in their 20s that, you know, I share conversation with them. They know that they can ask me for advice or, or assistance in those early years of setting up their marriage or their early years of planning. So, you know, making yourself vulnerable and, and available is so, so important. I see those 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, lay a foundation for the rest of their life, especially in those new years of being married. Oh, and I think that it's also a wonderful reminder for all of us who've had these 20, 25, 30-year marriages, even more, to be able to remind ourselves that that was us at some point in our marriage. We were all that couple, and boy, it's a reminder to us about you know what it is to have that passion and to look forward to the future, and so to have other people in the community to support them and say, yes, what you are doing is important and valuable and keep it up. 
Emily Jaminette is joining us today. We are having another wonderful discussion on our beautiful gift of marriages. All right, we've gotten through four now, Emily. And not to say that you've saved the best for last, but boy, every step along the way is so important. And you say, well, it's also important to spiritually reset your heart, marriage, and home. What does that mean? Well, I think the spiritual reset is the opportunity to allow the Lord to allow an opportunity of a new beginning. Each day we know in Lamentations that the Lord offers us new grace. And when we hit the spiritual reset button, we can allow a new beginning. That new beginning oftentimes begins with a deep dive in our own heart. Maybe there's an area that we need to seek forgiveness of our loved ones, maybe our children, maybe there's a vice that we just can't shake, such as having a bad temper or using too loud a voice right in our very own home. But allowing that spiritual reset combined with grace, God always shows up. And, you know, Brenda, the greatest lesson I learned through all the years of ministry and, and parenting and being married is you can't give what you don't have. So with that being said, we want to give the love of Christ that comes through our heart, that comes through us, so that we can service and love others the way that Christ has asked us to be part of his team of of missionaries, of, of individuals who've said yes to him. So giving the love of Christ, not our selfishness, not our brokenness, but giving the best foot forward. And that's what I've seen, that great hope and renewal through all the work I've done at welcomeisheart.com. I've seen marriages be changed. I've seen families be impacted. I've seen hearts heal after many years of brokenness when the love of Christ is welcomed into difficult, sometimes very difficult situations. Oh, for sure. Emily Jaminette joining us today. Emily, I've loved our conversation. Before we go, remind our listeners again about your webpage and some of the great resources they can find, especially those resources that help lift up our marriages. Well, you can find these five tips that I shared about how to have a stronger marriage at emilyjaminette, J-A-M-I-N-E-T.com. Or you can learn more about the work I do at welcomehisheart.com, promoting the love of God through the enthronement and devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today, all of the work that you do. We really appreciate it. Thank you for joining the Morning Blend. Well, thank you for hosting the Morning Blend and all the work you do in spreading the gospel. Oh, thank you so much. And again, that is Emily Jaminette. I will be sure to add the links that Emily was just talking about so that way you can find out more information about our interview today and some of her other work. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.